the Plotcast podcast with the Potty Plotters. Hello and welcome back to the Potty Plotters Plotcast. I even struggle with saying that actually, Julia, but nevertheless... Well, I'm Julia. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Elaine. And together we are the Potty Potty Plotters. Plotters. And don't forget, you can get in touch with us at any time via our social channels. So welcome back to episode 13, Unlucky for Some. Or lucky for you if you've found us, because in some countries it's actually a lucky number and you're very lucky because you've found us. Oh, that's a nice thing to say, Julia. And particularly because we are going to be talking about your melons today. Oh, we (laughs) We certainly are. As well as cucumbers. And we're going to have a chat with a lovely chap called Keith. And Keith lives up north. But nevertheless, we've got our passports and off we jolly well go. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters. So the first thing that we're going to do then is we are going to talk about our cucumbers. Now, Julia, you know I like a long one. You do. In fact, you show it off quite frequently, don't you? I do. It's just, I'm fascinated how they grow, the way that they grow, and why it is that, like, they don't explode. Why, Why is it that cucumbers just carry on growing? Why don't they just, like, grow fat and explode? But they don't, do they? They just grow very long and beautiful. I think they're quite an art. But if you leave them too long, they do go white and horrible and seedy. Well, they might do in your greenhouse, but we eat them generally, Julia, so we <laughs> Actually, don't Actually, you don't. That. You put them in your gin. <laughs> I do, yeah. <laughs> or cucumber gin. Now, that's a recipe that we will share with people because, again, it is so easy and so beautiful. And we're not far off summer now, so let's think about how to make cucumber gin in perhaps a few more episodes. But first of all, we've got to create them. So in front of me here, I have got a packet and these are Telegraph Improved. I've used them so many years. I just think that they're infallible. I've never had a problem with them and I just adore them. I love cucumber. So what I'm going to do is I've got a packet here and I'm just going to open them. Inside, there'll be another little packet. It's like past the parcel, but... There's nothing You've not passed anything to me, though, have you? No, No, you don't want these, not yet. So I'm just opening the packet here. And inside, there's loads and loads of seeds. I lied about loads and loads because there's about 25. Oh, how much did they cost you, Elaine? Um... I think they were about £2. Now, they are quite expensive in comparison to a lot of other seeds. But the good thing is that there's loads of them. Now, if you bear in mind that I probably will only need three plants, that's all. But the others I can give away. And these, as I say, are fantastic, I think. Fantastic value for the amount of fruit that you get off them. So, in front of me here, I've prepared one earlier, like old Blue Peter style. And I've got a cell tray and... Here I've got six cells and the cucumber seeds themselves are, now then, you can do it in proper language. To me, that's about half an inch. Yeah, that's about half an inch. Okay, I thought you were going to come out with centimetres Well, it's or about something. a centimetre, yeah. Right, about a centimetre? About a centimetre is half an inch. Is it really? Something like that, yeah. Are you making that up? <laughs> right, okay. And all I'm going to do is I'm going to push only... Twice the depth of the seed 
that's how far I'm pushing it down. But this seed is considered to be quite big, which it is when you consider the onion seeds, petunia seeds, all those kinds are incy wincy ones. These actually are quite big, so they need to be laid on their side, not on their back. And that's simply so that the water can run straight over them rather than settle right. and rot on them. Okay. So, so you're, you're sowing six seeds at the moment and you only need three for yourself. Yeah. But even three seems quite a lot for just you and your husband. So you're going to, if, if it was just a couple and they weren't like you making gin and everything else out of them, they'd only need one, wouldn't they, really? They would, but I think it's a great way of making friends. And in this oh. day and age of, uh, of austerity, you know, it's only cost me a couple of pounds. I might as well set six, hadn't I? If necessary, you can give them away, you can sell them, you can plant a few more, it doesn't matter. But I think there's always somebody who will no doubt come creeping over, like Kev Plot to, and say that, can I have one of your plants? Because he knows how good I am at growing them. Well, actually, normally comes and asks for mine because I grow the short variety. Uh, I prefer to grow the short variety, which are a snack size cucumber. Right. <laughs> so I'm not going around hitting or assaulting people with them like you do. But uh, there are different varieties for different people. And I like a small one. <laughs> on that note, Julia, I'm going to wet this now and then I'm going to leave them on the windowsill. And I can guarantee in a fortnight these will have sprouted. Okay, okay. And um, while we're talking about cucumbers, and in the same family of cu as cucumbers are the melons. And it's something that I've been growing now for the past couple of years are melons. And everybody seems to, it's a bit like my tomatoes that are enormous. People seem to come and gawp at the melons in the polytunnel. And also, quite a few of the men on site seem to want the plants of the melons, not the melons themselves. So they do spread around the allotment site, my melons do. <laughs> Why do we laugh? Every time we talk about Julia's melons, even I start to laugh. It's ridiculous, well, isn't it? We do know that they fill the bras, don't we? <laughs> I've got photographs of your melons in bras. But they do, they do yeah. joke in a bar, they do act as a brilliant support yeah. for them, don't they? And they are a bit of a novelty. So I think most people associate greenhouses and polytunnels with growing tomatoes, cucumbers. And the thought of growing something quite exotic like a melon seems quite adventurous. But it's not that hard to grow. If you can grow a cucumber indoors, you can grow a melon and they need exactly the same conditions. And even down to the point where we're planting them at the same time as your cucumbers. Okay. Again, if you look at the seeds when I rip yeah, into Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a seed of a melon other than the ones that I've bought, which they're, obviously they're going to be the same. Almost exactly oh, they do, the, yeah. They're almost exactly the same yeah. as your cucumber seeds. So we need to get these right. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to get them mixed up. But they do need exactly the same conditions. Right. So I'm planting them at the same time. They'll be quite happy. You know, we've talked about yeah. previously about tomatoes and cucumbers not really being happy roommates. Well, the melon and the cucumber and loofers, they're all very happy together because they are in the same family. So I'm just going to set some melon seeds now. Again, on, the, on their side, just like you've done with the cucumbers, I'm going to get six going and... I think there's about 20 in the packet and I will yeah. sow the whole packet because joking apart, people are catching on to them and do want to have a go at growing them. And they are beautiful when you grow them and they become ripe. And the way you tell whether they're ripe is they give off a very pungent smell and you can tell that they are ripe. And that's when they come off and they literally come off in your hand. 
perfect. So let's get them on the windowsill, finish planting them, and then we've got plenty for everybody. Contact the Potty Plotters anytime on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Potty Plotters or email naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk. So, Julia, have you got packed lunch? Yep. Okay, and have you got your check, uh, your passport? I bought my passport, yeah, because you said date? we were going out somewhere. Well, we have, and that's the nice thing, because we've come out on a bit of a day trip today to meet a lovely gentleman called Keith Fern. And Keith's based in North Derbyshire, and we met him earlier in the year as we did a talk at his gardening club that he goes to. So Yes, I do remember that. He had a lovely dog with him, didn't he? Certainly did. And here we are now in his humongous greenhouse. And hello, Keith. Here we are in your greenhouse. Good morning, Elaine and uh, Julie. It's, it's a pleasure to have you up here. Well, I wouldn't be so quick to say that, Keith, because you don't really know us that well and you don't know what's about to behold you. But thanks very much for having us. And I can see already that you've set up beautifully in your greenhouse. Not only is it massive, but you've got thousands of plants in here. Yes. Already we've got cabbage, Brussels and cauliflower, which have been pricked out, ready for going. Uh, for my, to my friends uh, in due course. Now the thing about all of this, Keith, is that that's really not unusual at this time of year, except what is unusual is that you're blind. Well, that's correct. I've been, I was born totally blind and then uh, after a lot of operations got sight in one eye, which was about 60%, and then about 30 years ago I lost my sight completely again after an operation and so I've always said I shall uh, leave this world as I came into it. But in between, I've been able to see. So it's been like a sandwich. Where did you learn how to grow? Well, I actually started growing at school when I was about eight years old. Uh, where I was at uh, Sheffield Royal Blind School. And even, uh, you know, in the 1940s, they were very keen that we should uh, lead a normal life. And we all had our little strip of garden. And uh, I was so proud of it. And you can imagine, we, was, uh, uh, we sowed all the, all the seed in the spring. But, you know, we had six weeks holiday in uh, July to September. And you can imagine what the plants was like when you got back yeah. in September. <laughs> Every, you know, what, what we were taking pride of between uh, May and July became a forest in September, yeah. and, it, and it was totally... But nevertheless, that's where I took... where I got the, the urge for gardening. I actually turned a hobby into a business because I was... I enjoyed gardening, so I turned a hobby into a business. But uh, prior to that, I went to uh, Malton Agricultural and Horticultural College in Northampton and did a fortnight's training uh, gardening for blind people. Uh, while they had their summer recess, we moved in and, uh, and we had this uh, fortnight's experience. And uh, it certainly uh, set me up. The thing is, Keith, I mean, I think that gardening is tricky at the best of times and we faff around and we get our fingers stuck with the yeah. uh, seeds, then we get into pricking out and planting. But how do you know what seeds are what? Well, I do have them labelled up. Uh, 
I mean, obviously, uh, I'm, I'm no different to you in a way, because without the labels, I wouldn't know, would I? But, yeah. but what have you got on your label that's different to mine? Because I can see oh, and course, I can yeah. read. Well, I've got mine brailled up, obviously. See, I was educated as a blind person, so braille to me is like print to you. When it comes to pricking out, because obviously you've got loads and loads of tiny seedlings here in front yeah, of us, yeah. I can see that you've got cabbages, cauliflowers, yeah. what looks like yeah. to be. You've got, uh, yeah, petunias, yeah. Uh, sweet yeah. peas, definitely, oh, lupins, yeah. all kinds of stuff. Of course, yeah. Now then, you was on about sowing uh, sweet peas a few weeks ago. That's right. Now then, I always sow my sweet peas in, in uh, October. October the 10th is where you should sow your sweet peas. And what's the relevance of October the 10th, dare I ask? Because it gets a good growing time to make a good root system prior to the winter coming on. Okay. So all these those uh, 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 sweet peas have actually had all that length of time uh, growing. Whereas yours are now making root, yes. yeah. mine are ready for moving up and going up the stick. It's not a competition, you know, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> You're not dissing <laughs> off with our sweet peas. Well, when I listened to your <laughs> podcast, I thought, hang on a bit. Didn't need to be learning something. <laughs> <laughs> we can learn something. We'll have a go next year, yeah. or this year. Yeah. Thanks, Keith. Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, so these have been in the cold green house of sweet peas. Uh, uh, all through the winter. Let's move on then yeah, to right. Lobelia because yeah, I right. can't figure out because uh, right. you're walking I'll, around I'll, this greenhouse like yeah. you know it. Well, uh, I think I might just do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lobelia is very small. I used to grow Lobelia for commercial uh, selling, and I used to put, I used to sow a gram at a time. I use my mouth a lot for holding things and whatnot. Lobelia being very, very fine. What I use is this little pot. What they used to be, uh, it used to have a film in it. I've made it like a pepper pot. Yeah. So poke loads of holes in yeah, the top of it. Yeah, loads of holes in the top. I'm tipping the, the packet into the container. I like lobelia to come up as a carpet. Yeah. Because you don't prick lobelia off. You you get it out in clumps. Yeah. And what I do, I've got my next to me little finger. I'm going to go. Keep going round. Round. So you're tapping yeah. round the I'm edge of the tray. the edge and the, uh, and the seed, hopefully, is coming out. Keith, do you use this method for all seeds or is no, it just no, the lobelia? No, lobelia and any uh, petunias. I would, I'm going to try doing it with petunias yeah. because they're far too small. Then what I do now, put the hood over and into the propagator. Keith, it must be important for you to keep your greenhouse tidy and not have anybody... No, but it is quite tidy because yeah. you need to know your way is around it? it. It is, it yeah. Is. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. What's yours to shame, <laughs> Yeah, it does, really. I mean, I can just throw things anywhere, but I suppose for you, you need to make sure that you put things ah, no, where you can it, find yes, them. Yes, but, but not, it, it doesn't work like that. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. It's many a time. But the point is, on my phone, I've got an app... And it's called Be My Eyes. Oh. And should I uh, need any help in the greenhouse, it's just to keep nipping into my wife so she complains, oh, not again, you know what I mean? Uh, I just bring this app up, uh, go through, and there's over two million people throughout the world who respond to this phone call. And I then use my camera on my phone and I can say, uh, I put my dibber down somewhere, can you find me? <laughs> and, just, and they'll say, follow, they'll use my camera 
and then they'll say, yes, put your hand just down there, and it's there. It might be two, two foot away from me. Uh, and it could be somebody in Australia or anywhere. Show us how to prick something out then. To me, I think they're really tricky to do anyway. And so you're working over a cell yeah, tray that's already in a tray as well. As you see, I've got this workbench here. Now, when I was past sighted, I used to have things high uh, so that I could get my head down to see what I was doing. I've got a pot with some uh, lettuce plants in. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to empty them because I've wet them through. These are very small, these are, to be They are, and, very and you, fiddly. And your hands have got to be quite warm. I've took most of the compost off. Yes, you've shaken the compost yeah, off, yeah. yeah. And what I'm going to do now, I won't be able to talk, but I'm going to put these into my mouth. So Keith's got them in his mouth at the moment and then he's separating them individually and pulling them out and he can obviously feel the root system and feel where he's put his hole and then pop in the lettuce with the root system into the hole. And it's That's a single right. lettuce. Yeah. That's amazing, Keith. So there's a big push at the moment, as you know, because of the it austerity is. situation yeah. of everybody growing their own. Yeah. And yet, Keith, you've been able to do it and you've never been able to see. So what mm. would be your advice to people well, perhaps who have got other disabilities who just can't be bothered yeah. or think that it's too hard for them? Very simple. Where there's a will, there's a way. Well, you are an inspiration. That's there's no great doubt advice, whatsoever. Yeah. But uh, I can't wait to see when we get back to the plot in a short while, yeah. Julia, with all these seedlings hanging out of mouth, with a blindfold <laughs> on, probably made of tights, to see what she can yeah. create. Yeah. Thanks ever so much, Keith. Yeah. Good luck. Thank you. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters. Well, we want to thank Keith again for inviting us over. He really is a truly amazing, inspirational gardener, isn't he, Elaine? And I think he's one of those people that when you've listened to him, you think, why can't I do that? Well, you can. But all you need to do is to listen to our podcast. So to make sure that you don't miss an episode, subscribe or follow. I know we've said it a few times, but just do as I say. (laughs) I wouldn't dare (laughs) argue with you. You look quite frightened when I said that. But in the next episode, what we will be doing is will be actually i think that could be our bonus episode i think it is yeah yeah but anyway you you listen to what we're all going to do and how it's all going to happen and i tell you what the earth will be moving guaranteed and what will we be doing in our normal episode then in our normal episode we'll be moving soil that's what we'll be doing because we're going to plant up some potatoes we'll show you how to do it and let's get some beetroot underway shall we oh the lads will be happy the potatoes are going in the chips will soon follow oh you can't beat it the Plotcast podcast with the potty plotters is an amberland media production 